fucking with me, you must be in denial Cause we can take it to court, we can take it to trial And I don't feel the need to get filed in Cause I know where to serve you, where to file it On this episode of the Yuki and the Goddess podcast It was our pleasure to interview Mr. Sabotage Beats A.K.A. Dogecoin Millionaire We talked about such things as Dogecon, Defcon, Puerto Rico And Decentralized Dance Party We had a blast and I know you guys are going to enjoy it yeah, I fucked up the intro a couple of times. Yeah, I was fucking tired and out of practice. I haven't done one of these podcasts in like in like a month, so uh, give me a break, will ya? But anyway, enjoy the show. Okay. All right, let's get started here. Let me get to my notes. Oh, you took notes. This is yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. I did. Very rare. <laughs> All right. special. <laughs> I must have taken a lot of notes here. Okay, on the episode... Okay, let me start over. <clears throat> All right, guys, on this episode of Yuki and the Goddess podcast, it is our pleasure to, intro- uh, to interview Sabotage Beats. How are you doing today, sir? I'm uh, pretty good, pretty good. Fantastic. So you... Um, uh are a uh let's just get right into it well i already asked you how you were doing let's start yeah. over <laughs> i haven't done one of these in a <laughs> shit i am rusty damn i swear i haven't done one in like a month or so yeah how do we even do these anymore yeah i don't know i think we talk I yeah think it, i think it's pretty easy maybe you're overthinking it <laughs> yeah all right let's start again here we go from the top okay all right, guys, you're listening to another episode of the Yuki and the Goddess podcast. And on this episode, it is our pleasure to introduce, fuck, introduce. Can't. You're introducing and yeah. interviewing. All right, we'll keep it. Mr. Sabotage <laughs> Beats, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, pretty good. He's like, not again, the same this thing. This is take two. I'm a little bit rusty. So you're pretty good today, huh, Beats? You're still, you're still doing good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still hanging in there then. No, we've tried to get together with you a couple times to do this interview. So yeah, Phil, it's awesome. Last time Yuki was saying there was some kind of something going on. What do you mean? Can we share that? What was that? Because that was hilarious. You were telling me about it. Is that top secret? Is that, is that uh, not- the thing with the robot? Yes. Is that not to be discussed or is that? Well, uh, basically, um, I've been doing social media for this robot that, uh, that's, uh, yeah. So this robot, it became sentient at DEF CON and it kind of is living a life of its own. Yeah. Uh, are you serious though? Like, I mean, (laughs) you see, you've already got Yuki completely fooled. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. When you were uh, when we were in the DMs and you were telling me this, I was like, "Okay, sabotage beats is batshit crazy." <laughs> so, I looked it up right away and I was laughing over the tweets. I was like, "Oh shit, this is hilarious!" So. Uh, yeah, like so. Um, so yeah, it's kind of this weird thing that happened, and this robot's been sending me these pictures and you know telling me about its travels. Right. So I've been helping it to manage its social media accounts. Right. Yeah. And also its creators were DMing it in the social media accounts. And so I was like, 
helping to uh, navigate that situation so that it could continue with its vacation yeah. uh, un unabated. Right, right. Because I need to see more of this vacation. I feel like I'm living vicariously through this robot. Yeah. Um, today, uh, it seems like he's uh, working, working uh, for uh, doing some uh, cannabis trimming to uh, help pay for his uh, pay for his way across the country. Right. Wait. So That's does so this awesome. does this robot partake in cannabis? Well. Well, I have received some pictures of it taking dabs, so. Wow. Oh. <laughs> right, so, so, you know, oil the robot parts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's A really expensive lubricant <laughs> for this robot. <laughs> so what, what is DEF CON, sir? What is that? What is it? That's so, a convention. Yeah, it's, uh, it's this convention that they've had now, um, for a long time, for quite a long time. And it was, uh, I guess, started a long time ago by um, by this hacker guy. I don't really know much about it as far as like the roots of it. Mm -hmm. But right. I, I went to go hang out with some friends that I know from the internet. Right, yep. the best kind, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird because I have like all these friends that I know from the internet that are non-cryptocurrency people, but then I also have you know my my crypto Twitter homies, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those are the best ones. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean definitely crypto Twitter is some of my favorite people. Right. Anyone we know of that you hung out with? Uh, at DEFCON? No, I don't believe so. No. Oh, wait, actually, that, I take that back. I did hang out with Ken Bozak. Ken Bozak, that's what I thought. I thought I saw something like that, but I've been yeah. seeing a lot of you in Ken Bozak, so I don't know. Yeah, Ken, Ken Bozak keeps posting pictures of me. And <laughs> I think he, like, he forgot I was supposed to be pseudonymous or something. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Really? Yeah, he, he, not he might he might have not known that I'm supposed to be a yellow dog on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. You got. That's why you have to go ahead and like prearrange that stuff. Well, I think even if you prearrange it with Ken Bosak, he might forget, depending on right. what stage he was at in the prearrangement. And how much cannabis he's ingested at the exactly. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Beforehand, during, and after. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm like, if you if you dig through Ken Bozak's photos, you could probably find one of me, but hopefully it's not that easy. Yeah, I saw I, I saw that. I was like, beats. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure we don't uh, post that when we you know release this episode. We won't put your picture. <laughs> we won't really. So yeah. so so uh, uh, shifting gears a little bit, uh, and uh, you were in Puerto Rico tweeting some stuff out. That was a little yeah. while ago now. Not yeah. too long ago. I went to Puerto Rico in May. Yeah. Uh -huh. And what was your what was your plan there in Puerto Rico? Were you looking at like I know for a little while there they were trying to do some kind of like crypto land or something, or maybe they're uh I don't know, what's the tie-in with, with Puerto Rico and cryptocurrency? Is there one? Yes. Well, sorta. I mean not really, but sorta. So basically the situation is that in that Puerto Rico has some special tax laws. Right. Oh, okay. uh, which you could go research if you want. Uh, and basically, a lot of crypto people have moved down there in order to try to take advantage of these tax laws. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the Puerto Rican people, some of them really like that because there's more people down there spending money. Mm-hmm. Some of them really don't like that because it's more white colonists taking over their stuff after 400 years of oppression. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. yeah. It, and not saying anybody's right, just that's kind of like their viewpoints on both sides. Right. Is it kind of split 50-50 or... No, I think that there's a lot more people that want people to go down there and buy okay. stuff than there is people who are upset about people right. going down there and buying stuff. Well, that's cool. So, I mean, but I'm not, I don't live down there. So, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know. you know, know fully, but from the people that I talked to, that's how it seemed. They were really stoked to have us there on vacation and so stoked to have us buy stuff from them and stoked to have us support their businesses. Now, I, this is being sort of like a little bit negative thinking here, but and I don't believe this is going to happen. But what if all these people move down to Puerto Rico, move over to Puerto Rico, and then like crypto doesn't really do what we thought it was going to do? You know what I'm saying? Well, or even worse, what if what what if all these people move to Puerto Rico and then uh, like they get to Puerto Rico and crypto starts taking off, right? Uh-huh. And then they make all this money and then they uh, still have to pay taxes because Puerto Rico passes some law that crypto doesn't count as a right. asset, yeah, as that's what I was thinking. asset <laughs> class or something like that. Right. right. So anyway, the reason that I didn't move to Puerto Rico so far as twofold is that uh, Miss Sheeb did not want to move to Puerto Rico. Okay. And okay. then also because uh, it was hurricane season starting right when I left. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So I, I figured I would, you know, retreat and regroup and maybe, you know, uh, try to push again towards the end of hurricane season and before the tax year started again. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, it's beautiful there. Like, having gone there for a week, I would, I would love to live there even regardless of the yeah. tax situation. Mm-hmm. Right. So the tax that I mean, I don't I don't think that it's for everybody that everybody should just move down there to take advantage of the tax situation. Right. Uh, I think if you should go, maybe you should go check it out. And if you like it there, then the tax situation is a bonus. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we we've uh, lived and grew up in Florida on the Gulf Coast, you know, northwest Florida. So like hurricanes are like, yeah, a big deal to us, too. And we just recently moved up to the mountains in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. And, but I tell you what, I do love the water and the ocean and I've never been to Puerto Rico, but I'm imagine it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like it's really just beautiful beaches everywhere. Everywhere you go, you're not more than an hour or two from the beach. So, uh, because it's an island, right? You could drive in right. any direction. Right. And hit a beach. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so what was your, what was your, why were you thinking about moving there? Just like a change or? Okay. Uh, well, so there's a couple things like there's specific tax benefits for people who, for investment uh, holders. So that's why all the crypto people want to go down there. Right. So uh, like there's no capital gains tax and right, right. no, uh, there's um, uh, various tax breaks also for like uh, businesses. Yeah. So depending are- on like what your situation is, like my situation was that it, I was looking into um, trying to start some sort of uh, 
the business there. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so you weren't just looking for like a cool place to go windsurfing and scuba diving and stuff. It was more of a business <laughs> decision. Yeah. So, um, I, I, uh, in my wage cook job, I work as a, uh, e-commerce doing sort of like development and right. systems architecture and sort of a little bit of business intelligence, marketing, and, uh, I'm basically the number two guy in e-commerce. So kind of. Uh, a lot of wearing a lot of hats, right? right. And um, so, because of that, I was looking at maybe seeing at how we could move our business there, save money on taxes uh, for our whole business, mm -hmm. so that we could try to um, hire, but basically like hire Puerto Ricans to help us work at our business right. and move our business down there in order right. to take advantage of the tax benefits and have that be redistributed amongst the people in the business. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. So that was kind of like my goal was to research that, but I don't think that that will come together because that's just not where my business is headed right now. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of like regrouping. still interested <laughs> in, yeah, I'm still interested in it, but I'm also regrouping and I'm also looking at, um, Nevada, um, as possibly moving to Nevada as well for yeah. like tax breaks. Okay. Yeah, I think Tennessee just passed something to do with crypto, uh, some kind of tax breaks or something. I, I don't remember exactly the That's details. That's informative. Yeah. And helpful. <laughs> well, I just know that there's a little while there when you were starting to see that kind of thing where, right. you know, states were passing things like, uh, you know, tax breaks or whatever for crypto stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like though, I don't know, man, what do you think with the whole market? Do you, I mean, I feel like we're sort of going in a downward direction. I don't want to get too into like guessing where the market's going to go because nobody knows, but just the general consensus on crypto Twitter from what I'm getting seems to be sort of like meh right now. You know, I mean, I feel like a lot of the uh, excitement and stuff that, you know, obviously last year was different, but um uh, maybe even earlier this year, we're like, okay, it's dipping, but it's going to go back up. What are you, your thoughts on that? Do you think we're going to see the higher numbers again for like the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies? Or do you think we're just going to generally just sort of head in a downward direction for a little while? Well, what's your time preference? <laughs> um, you know, everybody was talking about, well, so like this year, we're going to see Dece you know, December numbers, you know, last year, again, this year. Do you think that's going to happen? I mean, what's your well, I mean, if uh, there's a lot of pretty convincing fractals that people are putting out on Twitter that with like uh, the 2014 bear market overlaid with the current bear market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and those a lot. Of, I mean, it seems to be like uh, indicating that it's bottoming out. Mm -hmm. um, but there's still a lot of bears. Uh, but I think it's interesting that sh like shorts seem to be at all time highs, and um, a lot of people are playing those shorts with leverage. So I think that if things start to go up, people will really have to start covering. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's part of what that little pump and dump thing that happened the last couple day or last like day or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, because BitMEX went offline for maintenance or whatever. And then right when that happened, that's when it pumped. 
So I think that that pump was somebody buying on another exchange or some other, you know, some other thing going on to try to get the price up right? so that they could wreck all these people that were on BitMEX that couldn't close their shorts up. Oh, wow. And yes. then once they, once that happened, then you saw BitMEX wick up as soon as it came, like came on, right? Because people got liquidated and had to close shorts and all this stuff, right? So then once that happened, everything calmed down. Then you saw it dump right back to where it was. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that was just like, honestly, I feel like that was an attack on, on, Bit, on, on BitMEX traders. Like, <laughs> right. Gee, let me ask you this. Like Are you really like bad. a pretty active trader? Do you trade a lot? I'm not trading right now. But you trade, do you trade daily? Would you say, or no, no, no. I mean, if you look at my Twitter, like people, I every so often I tweet something like, uh, if you're following me for trading advice, read my profile again. Right. right. So I'm going <laughs> to read it to you now. It's in Doge we trust, rare sheep, survived the great bear market with advanced total technology, mm-hmm. and bad, type, bad Python developer, Dogecoin maximalist, not yes. financial advice. Right. So, like, that implies that I'm not really, you know, trading like yeah. day trading you know right. yeah. well that's what i was going to ask you uh so i have no idea why people even follow me in crypto twitter because i don't talk about cryptocurrency like i very rarely do i mean i've got a podcast and i'm on a show you know around the corner and stuff but what which and i don't know why i'm here i think it just it just happens somehow and uh, I like it here, and I'm having fun. But why? Why did you join Crypto Twitter? What's your motivation for staying? When you know, it seems like a lot of people are fleeing the scene. Is it just the community? Do you enjoy the community and the camaraderie and meeting cool, interesting people like Tamara and I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on Twitter before, so okay. uh, before I was into crypto, and then once I got into this community, that's kind of just where I. Uh, felt like I fit in, so right. I've just kind of been here since. And when I got into this community, I think I had maybe a thousand followers or less. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was just kind of, it was just kind of my personal account that I tweeted stuff from. Right. Um, and then I eventually, you know, just was like. Well, at some point I was like, oh, I'm going to be a Dogecoin millionaire. Ha ha. And then I like bought a million Doge. And then I started just kind of like that being like a joke. Right. And then that's how I kind of got to be that on my profile. That's cool. Right. And then now I don't know whether, I mean, like it was like $200 for a million Dogecoin then. And like now it's like, I don't know if it's a funnier joke or a less funny joke. Now that, you know, now that it's what yeah. 10x that or whatever right it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good it's pretty it's good it's great it's funny it's like you manifested your own <laughs> yeah that's right yeah oh, so like the doge community i know these you, you know, guys all stick together and everyone i've spoken to that's in the doge community i love you know instantly and what is it about doge that makes you guys so cool so uh i I had a tweet storm about this like a little while back but you know everybody says the joke like one doge equals one doge right yeah i 
I feel like that is kind of, uh, that's pretty important in what I feel like is the positivity in the Dogecoin community. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, it, whatever, it'll go, it'll moon eventually. Like, you know, don't worry about it. Don't be all, all upset. Like one Doge is one Doge. Yeah. I, I feel like that is a big part of it. As much of a joke as it is, like it's, you know, it's real. You it's know? like a laid back, you know, not worried about it. Well, but I uh, interviewed um, a Bitcoin beggar who's a Doge guy and uh, Pinguino. Is mm-hmm. she Doge? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, um, and I, and we probably went over this, but why still though, why is the Doge community? I just feel like, um, you know, they're just all like creative and happy and cool yeah, I wonder yeah. people. Yeah. I read somewhere that your name influences how you are. I wonder if right. you're like, if you're attracted to that coin because of the way you are, or I don't know, because I, think I noticed part it of too. It. Yeah. 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 I think I'm okay. So like for me, I was attracted to it because it was funny. And right. then, and then right. I've been here kind of ever since. And right. this is, you know, was in 2014 or something that I first got into Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. And so it really was, uh, was kind of just like, get it, you know, it, it was a fun thing with, right. you know, and, and that's kind of always been what it was. And other people seem to be into it because of that as well. And I think it's a lot more, that's, that's what I was saying about one doge is one doge. It's like a lot yeah. more people paying attention to doing cool stuff and not as many pay- people paying attention to, Oh man, the price is wrecked or Money. Oh, whatever. Yeah. 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 Not so, so much you, financial. You know what it is. It's like, yeah, you said it was funny. It's a sense of humor, like people that community. Uh, and yeah. Sense of humor. But you have a sense of humor, like right off the bat, if mm-hmm. you, you know, especially right. if you're an early, yeah. you know, adopter, I guess you'd say, or an early community member, like you just, um, it's just funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the meme, the dog, the much wow and all that. It's like, it's funny, but yet the, te- the technology of it being a cryptocurrency. So it's a good mix of, uh, it's a good personality mix, I guess. You know? Right. And the people that are long time in Doge, it's like to survive all the shit that Doge has been through. <laughs> right. You know, like, um, like the uh, Cryptsy drama and like the, yeah. uh, uh, that other guy that stole all that money on Reddit and then. Right. You know, Jackson hating Doge and just like everything, like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Doge has just risen like Phoenix, you know, like right. five times or six times or something, you know, it's yeah. just like. That probably bonds you guys all too. Right, right, right. Yeah. The long time Doge people, like we all know each other. We've been here forever, you know? Right. Yeah, I just, think that's how we met you too. Was through Bitcoin Beggar. He said that you made good music, and you were. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah. Is that how we ended up meeting? I don't know meeting? if I was following I think we him before then, but I know that's when we, you know, we started talking to him more. Yeah, because you you make uh like uh interesting like you have like a, a SoundCloud thing, and you make cool music too. Yeah, yeah. like uh, I that's why I'm sabotage beats is because like, right. <laughs> I was a music account and then right. I kind of like my personal like music account that I would just treat tweet bullshit from, and right. then I just kind of like was found crypto Twitter. I think I found uh, it was like uh, all these OG guys that we call OGs now. Like before they were OGs and they, right. they were just all normal guys, right. and then I was like the noob. 
And right. then now they're all OGs. And now I'm like, I don't know what I am. And then now yeah. we got the noobs now. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's weird. It's like, you know what I mean? Like uh, going through time, everybody, you know, grows up or something. Yeah, yeah. you've grown. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and so you're much faster a- in crypto, right? You grow, <laughs> grow in just, like a year. <laughs> you're just a little beat. So now you're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, uh, I read it. I, it was sometime, probably like a month ago. I read something, and I don't know if it's true or not on Twitter because you never do. You never know if it's a complete joke and if you just fell for something or not. But um, the AI Wolfie, is that your son? AI what? Wolf, is your son on Twitter? Do you have a son? Do you have a, a son on I guess not. Oh, no. That, no. I is don't that have, a joke? Yeah, I don't have any okay. kids. I think he was just saying that he's like, Okay. with us or something. That's hilarious because I just said that to Yuki. Okay. I was like, is that really his son? <laughs> right. Adrian, who at one point was calling us mom and dad on right. Twitter. And I said, what if that's not really his son? And it's the same thing. Like people think we have a kid on Twitter, which we don't. So, <laughs> Yeah, all my Twitter friends are not. I mean, all my like IRL people are not really on crypto Twitter. Right. So. Yeah, let's see. My wife has all these conspiracy theories. It's not theories a conspiracy theory. I, I saw a tweet that said that. Like it yeah, said that she, that was. She's always <laughs> like, oh, and, and I always fall for it. I'm so naive. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's sweet. He has yeah. a son on yeah, Twitter. I, I wonder how old he is. Yeah, beats his son. But then I was like, God, he's seven times beats. Is not that old. He's like our age, I think, or but close to our, it. Yeah. So there's no way he's got like. Well, a, we have a, an 18 year old. Oh right, that's true. And he could be on Twitter. I mean, so. Yeah, yeah. What the two people son? that I've met the most from crypto Twitter are uh, Ken Bozak and Pinguino. Right. Yeah, they both seem like a lot of fun to hang out with. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you say yeah, that. I, I met, love the laugh. <laughs> I met Ken Bozak at uh, Dogecoin in Vancouver, right. and that right. was a ball. So yeah. I'm sure, like a Dogecoin's got to be the funnest oh, thing yeah. in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, it was. Probably the best conference I've been to, right? Ever, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that says something. Definitely. Um, and I just got back from DefCon, and I'm still saying that DogeCon is the best conference ever. So. Oh, all right. Yeah, DogeCon. DogeCon was amazing, and then uh, DefCon was really good as well. Um, but yeah, so the great thing about Dogecoin was that everybody there was, it was kind of removed from this investor mentality that everybody has, you know, and on yeah. on Twitter and at most conferences you go and it's like, buy my ICO. Yeah, they look boring. Right. Yeah. yeah, and <laughs> it's like, um, this was more about like philosophy of decentralization and, oh. um, you know, community building. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had decentralized dance party, which was awesome. Oh yeah, that sounds and, fun. Yeah, those. It's amazing. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of that before. No. no. So basically, um, this guy Gary, uh, he started decentralized dance party with another guy, and um, I'll link it to you on Twitter. And basically okay. the situation is they go with a transmitter in their backpack and they broadcast music and then everybody else comes with 
a boombox and plays the music. Oh, that's oh. cool. Wow. I like that. Yeah, and it becomes a big dance party. I like and that. And they dress up like really crazy 80s stuff with like <laughs> oh, I love it. fringes wow. and crazy yeah. mirror glasses and all this stuff. Wow. And uh and like they and like um they bring like uh doge various doge stuff like they have a doge totem and a oh. big doge head and and so they're bringing all this stuff around they had a giant moon it was like a six foot or seven foot tall moon wow they're pushing this moon around <laughs> and they're doing dancing around the moon like this so they go from one place to another to another to another and just take over places okay. in vancouver and just oh. start dancing there right. and then then like they're dancing around the moon and they're dancing under the doge and the the big doge head and all this stuff and like yeah so that was really fun that um hilarious yeah so uh and the whole time like vancouver uh weed is completely legal you could just walk into a club and get some weed they right. don't id you or anything and then they have a really good craft beer scene so i had a really good time in vancouver it was really amazing yeah, I feel like I need to go there. Yeah, I think it's time for us to like go explore some of these cool places that now that like weed's legal in places. I'm just ready for mushrooms to be legalized. I'm unhappy that I don't uh, really partake in marijuana that much. It makes me paranoid. But I do take mushrooms. I like to take mushrooms. And um, I'm unhappy that they're not legal. How about that? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I went, when, when mushrooms legal, that's what I want to know. <laughs> Uh, I think they're legal in Brazil. Right. I think Colorado is like working on that or something. Maybe. I don't know. But, um, I know they're, they're starting to look at like maps. The, um, multi- they're legal in Amsterdam. Oh, oh okay. That well, be fun. Amsterdam. I and think ja- it looks like they're legal in Jamaica. Oh, cool. Okay. They're openly sold in Jamaica. So you could go to Jamaica and get weed oh. and mushrooms. Nice. Yeah. Maybe we vacation. should do like a some yeah. kind of meetup in uh, uh, Jamaican Jamaica. Meetup. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be fun. That would be fun. I've never been to Jamaica. Well, I don't. I'm. I was I, about to say I don't think I have either, but I'm pretty I, sure. I'm pretty... <laughs> Maybe we forgot. Maybe we yeah, had too many mushrooms have. and we completely forgot we actually have been there a few <laughs> times. <laughs> no, we haven't. But I would like to go. I'm, yeah. I'm going to put that down on my to-do oh, list. Yeah. Now, do you ever, uh, you, you went to like the uh, DogeCon and DefCon. Do you do other kind of like little meetups and things with crypto people? Well, I uh, was going to the Friday night meetup with Jackson Palmer in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was kind of doing it uh, because Jackson kind of has this, I hate Doge pers- uh, persona on the internet. <laughs> where he, like, po- yeah, he posts all this stuff about how he like doesn't like Doge and thinks it's dumb and like all the stuff, right? And so I would go and wear a Dogecoin like T-shirt and Dogecoin hat <laughs> and like Dogecoin everything, like fully decked out. <laughs> you need to bring like you know the moon and the, <laughs> oh, and the no Doge shit. totem. And- you should, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have the, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Jackson actually was uh, at DogeCon, which was great. Oh, really? Yeah, and he was. Uh, Did you turn seemed, him? <laughs> yeah, he seemed to be having a lot of fun. Oh wow! And he was like really positive about Doge for about two weeks after. Like he had like this afterglow from the conference. That's and amazing. Then, 
Yeah, and then after that, now he's like posting more about like uh, non-crypto stuff. So right. I don't know. Oh. Maybe we maybe we did kind Whoa. of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like yeah, if you go on his YouTube, like the key video is a uh, a mechanical keyboard review or something. You know. <laughs> it's like, so maybe maybe you, you can guys... look at it. You're like, I kind of did that. Yeah, yeah maybe we chilled him out or something. Well, you you enlightened him is what happened. Yeah. You showed him a whole new world of community. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of community and <laughs> cryptocurrency, where where do you think we're headed next? I mean, what do you think if uh, everything just sort of continues kind of going the way it's going now and everything's just sort of slow sluggish moving the way it's doing uh do you think you know what what's next for, for all for all of us i guess is what i'm saying oh, that's like a big question yeah so like, if if we have an extended bear period what's next is that what you're asking yeah yeah i guess so yeah i highly recommend uh getting a really good job Right. And buying <laughs> as much cryptocurrency as possible. Hashtag right. not financial advice. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's uh, highlight. I mean, that. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how I uh, well, you know, got to be the Dogecoin millionaire, right? Is like right. I buying Dogecoin, you know, two years ago when it wasn't cool. Right. You know? Yeah. That's why I don't really care either way. I mean, yeah, I don't know. either. Yeah. I not traders we don't trade i mean I've, we probably traded like i don't know a handful of times and mm -hmm. we just slowly are you know we own do some doge and obviously bitcoin's our main uh hold a uh, little yeah. bit of like litecoin and ethereum but um you know i i'm not too worried about it i believe in the you know i believe in the whole the the thing you know the thing you know i'm yeah. not like about the price i just believe in the whole uh just the idea and yeah I, i'm fine with whatever it does uh, that's not i'm not mm. hinge, hinging on you know oh god i hope it goes up i hope it goes up i yeah i kind of hope it does continue to kind of go down although i will say this it gets a little bit stale like you know when everyone's just sort of like meh you know i do like it when it goes on um you like the excitement bull runs is. you know when when bitcoin starts to, to go yeah it gets yeah. exciting you know everyone's just kind of excited you can kind of feel it so that's the only part of it that i you know kind of missing i'm like ready for another i guess bull run a, a nice long one maybe you know just to kind of get the excitement going again i don't think we would sell any um you know, she, my wife told me I should have sold, you know, because we bought it, you know, early last year, uh, Bitcoin. And then she was like, well, you should be selling some right now in December. Well, he didn't listen. And I was like, no, it's going to keep going up, you know, no way <laughs> I'm selling any. But yeah, I should have listened to her because I could have bought more, you know, now. Right. But, um, right. Good. But then it, what if you had said that at a thousand? Oh, I should sell some because, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. So here. Here's a good example, right? The computer that I'm chatting you on, or Discord, or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, right. is a i5, uh, like a generation or two ago, mm -hmm. and I bought it. I bought the whole computer with without GPUs for one Bitcoin. When yeah. <laughs> and now I have what like a seven thousand dollar i5 desktop, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> yeah. I know, <laughs> yeah. So that was when Bitcoin was 850, right? Right, so yeah, <laughs> so I mean, and then there's other people like, oh, like somebody posted Tulsi Gabbard disclosed that she bought 
uh, Ethereum and Litecoin in December. Mm. And I said, oh, she's got my vote, you know, just shit posting, right? And right. Then someone else replied, ah, she bought the top, screw that, right? And yeah. And I said in response, you know, so did I in 2014. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. I mean, it's all up and down and and yeah, in the future it's going to be she's going to be saying that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean I I'm not saying that it's going to oh yeah, it's going to moon up to there tomorrow, but I you know, this technology is not going away. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's why I like I said I'm not worried about it. I, I think we just slowly just accumulate and like you said, get a job and, and just start buying more, especially. So you're going to go get a job? No, that's ridiculous. No, not you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. I mean, if you, if you have some sort of other income, then that, uh, then yes. use that income, whatever it is, whatever you want, whatever you do, get money so you can buy more cryptocurrencies during downturns. You know, yeah, that's Definitely. That's actually is good advice, financial advice, but yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great financial advice. Yeah. But it's not financial advice. But it's but not it's financial not. advice. Because yeah. he doesn't give financial advice. It says yeah. that. Yeah. It right. <laughs> I mean, and plus, why would you take uh, financial advice from a yellow dog on the internet that's smoking right. a joint, riding in a rocket with a Litecoin really, sticker and a Bitcoin sticker on it? I don't know you why. really shouldn't anybody take financial takes, advice from anyone. Yeah, anybody on, on Twitter, Twitter, really. <laughs> And if you do, I mean, that's yeah. too bad, I guess. <laughs> you know, I'm really surprised that CNBC Twitter doesn't have to post that it's not financial advice. Right. <laughs> Does it not? Is that, but let me ask you, is that like a thing? Like, is that illegally like a thing? Because I see that a lot on Twitter profiles and stuff or whatever. People saying, you know, this, do your research, not financial advice. Is that like, is that just so people can't yell at them later? Or is there some kind of legal recourse that someone could take? Say, well, you told me I can do that or I should well, do Well, yeah, that. it's illegal to give financial advice if you're not a financial yeah. advisor. Oh, Sorry, okay. am I breaking up? It's illegal to give financial advice if you're not a financial advisor. Yes. Okay. Well, that's crazy. Is that crazy? Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, it's advice. And you know what I mean? Like, who gives a shit? Like, advice is just like... Well, advisors give a shit because they got a monopoly on that bitch. Yes, right, they do. <laughs> right. So they're probably the reason that it's uh, illegal to give financial advice. Wow. I mean, you know, because advice is just advice. You don't, you, you know, it's not like. Um, I mean, that's really deep. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Yeah, I feel like he's thinking on this. He's like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How do well, I feel? <laughs> yeah, I'm not advice. I'm just a dog on the internet. Yes. Yeah. So are you are you still making music? Is that something you're still passionate about? Or is it just sort of a fun hobby kind of thing? Or I've been doing a lot more Python development recently and le like more coding and less music, to be honest. Okay. What's your coding? What are you doing with coding? Are you building dApps or what, what's your... No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't really have anything to do with blockchain and coding. Okay. Or from that from that aspect. Um, I do some backend stuff for e-commerce, and then I have another app that's I'm doing backend for uh, social gifting. Oh, cool! So maybe one day that the one of them will take e uh, take cryptocurrencies. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. goals, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't told the uh, founder, but I think that the social gifting app is perfect for like. Um, like 
paying sex workers. Oh, mm. wow. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I like the gifting app. It's great. That's a, that's a big industry. Yeah. Because, um, like, uh, I went to a thing at, uh, what's it called? Starfish in San Francisco. It's like a blockchain incubator. Okay. Last, last Wednesday, and it was for this uh, this thing. Let's see, I have the card here on my desk. For Prestige Networks mm-hmm. with an X. Oh. You, you can look that up. Okay. And it's a neat. I, I'm not plugging this, but I'm I'm plugging this to not plug this. Right. right. <laughs> so it's a Neo like token with Neo instead of like um, ERC twenty. They have what's called PEP five, I believe. Uh-huh. And it's just a Neo token. So what these guys want to do is they want to create like a payment processing solution for um, like high risk, which is like sex workers basically. Right. Right. And it's like okay, well. The the questions that I had by the end of it, which they hadn't really answered, was, well, why not just use, like, Bitcoin or Litecoin or Dogecoin? Right. Right? Like, you know? Um, so, uh, hold on. Somebody's messaging me. Okay. Uh, so, so that's kind of, like, where I stood was, like, well, what's the purpose of this beyond that? And why also don't use NEO as the token for it? And they kind of didn't, they kind of did some hand-waving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so where I'm going with that is that there is definitely a problem with high-risk payment gateways. But right. um, if, Well, that brings to mind, like, the marijuana industry. Uh, and I know there's, like, PotCoin. That's another, this- yeah, that's another, like, target industry. But it's like, oh, well, why not use these cryptos? Well, the reality is that the cryptos are like, it's you have to have an on-ramp and an off-ramp to the cryptos right. space, right? But you don't in the gift card space. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. So they've already people all pay sex workers in Amazon cards. Oh, wow. I so I, I, I feel like things like Gift, which was Vinnie Lingham's original project before mm-hmm. he did Civic. Yeah. Um and that made him a bunch of money, but I, I don't think that they do, I don't think they do crypto anymore. I'm not sure. I haven't used it in a long time, but I don't think they do it anymore. But I think that that's like a solid use case for gift card as a means of value store and transaction value, right? Now, mm-hmm. speaking of like things, okay, so taking crypto, what didn't like Steam, the big gaming platform thing, didn't they used to take crypto and then they stopped or something? Wasn't that a... Or am I thinking of Amazon or something? Uh, I know Amazon. Oh, yeah. So what happened was basically when Bitcoin had really high fees and then uh, Roger was like, oh, Bitcoin has really high fees. And then everybody else was like, oh, man, Bitcoin has really high fees. (laughs) Companies were like, oh, people hate Bitcoin now. And then they stopped accepting it. And it had really high fees. uh, I remember that when fees were ridiculously high. Like I just was sending some Bitcoin around the other day and I only paid like 10 or 20 cents. And I remember paying like, you know, five, $6 or something during that time. And yeah, it was like $15 for a while. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy high. And that, but wasn't they saying, what weren't people saying that it was because the Bcash people were spamming the, um, the network and the raising fees. That's what I've heard of a theory that it's one of the fees were so damn high during that, you know, when Bcash was sort of, I guess when it first got listed on Coinbase, 
was when I'm wasn't that about the time when the fees were crazy for Bitcoin? Uh, wait, what? Yeah, yes. I don't know. I I like guys. So, bi- have you he- not heard that Bitcoin Cash uh, was some pe- people you know in the Bitcoin Cash uh, camp or whatever were spamming the Bitcoin network to make the fees high? Oh yeah, yeah. So. There's a lot of, you know, okay, so they were spamming to make the fees high. And then there's also the opposite opinion, which is like, oh, well, if it's the fees, if they're paying the fees, then it's a valid use case, right? Right. Well, yeah, it's a valid use case for Roger Ver to spam the network to try to get the fees up so that people will switch to Bitcoin Cash. And right. that's worth his money, right? Because like, ha, uh, if you look in tech, it's like uh, cost to get a user. I can just Google it real quick. Average user acquisition cost. Uh, just from a quick Google, it says between $7 and $315, right. right? So if you consider the amount of people that he was trying to drive to like Bitcoin Cash from Bitcoin, Right. It makes sense economically for him to spend that money in order to spam the chain to right. get people to use Bitcoin Cash, which they already had because he gave it to them. Right. Or they gave it to them. Right. right. So, oh, well, oh, Bitcoin's fucked. Let's just quit that and just use Bitcoin Cash. That was like, I feel like that was their, their thing. And it didn't, it kind of worked, but then it didn't really work in the end. Right. I and he's so. he's still you know there you know with him owning doesn't uh he own bitcoin.com and then he owned like the uh the at bitcoin on twitter like you know there's that whole like uh him basically trying to steal the the brand or whatever, you know, bitcoin's oh, yeah. name and i don't know i think people have sort of figured that out but uh, i don't think there's a lot of like noobs coming to cryptocurrency and getting confused anymore and you know buying bitcoin cash thinking they're buying bitcoin but I think that's still happening. But you do? Yeah. Hmm. So there was a, I mean, there was a meme going around. I mean, before I memed it, but it was some guy <laughs> saying how that <clears throat> Roger Ver was a scammer because they went on Coinbase and bought the wrong Bitcoin or something, right? Yeah, that's right. what I was saying. And so I just copy pasted it and I said something like, you know, my, my friend was trying to buy Bitcoin and he accidentally used the Binance app and bought Ripple. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And Roger Ver is a scammer. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. It's like, I mean, because think about it, right? It's like, if you just scroll up and down in Coinbase, it's like there's two. Yeah. And if you're confused, then why are you going to buy it? And also, cool. like, when I go to Coinbase now, I mean, and originally, yeah, this was a big problem. But I think at this point, it's not really anymore. Right. It's not, right. it's like, not, yeah. not anymore. What if year? I go on here, I click Bitcoin Cash in Coinbase, and it says it says about Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin right. Cash is a fork of Bitcoin that seeks to add transaction capacity to the network in order to be useful for everyday transactions. Right. Right. So it ex- it like explains that it's different, and yeah. then when you click on Bitcoin, it's like obviously yellow, and it says hella big, the world's first cryptocurrency. Right. Okay. And it's like <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. So it's not not so much an issue then. Not anymore. And I feel like, you know, they kind of, you know, they probably swung trade the shit out of it and made a, made a good amount of money on that. <laughs> right. uh, and then, but I feel like they've also been putting a lot of money into things that aren't quite working. 
right. for them and they've had to pay for that somehow. So right. I don't know how much longer they can sustain. And in reality, Dogecoin has done what Bitcoin Cash has, is supposed to do forever. Mm-hmm. So I don't see, I just don't see the use case really, but. Yeah. So you think Dogecoin is going to be here forever, correct? Like do you, you feel that uh, it's not just like a meme and it is, it's got such a huge community behind it that it's going to last for the perceivable future? Well, the interesting thing about Dogecoin that a lot of people don't know is that Dogecoin uh, has has two things. One is it's inf- it's inflationary uh, by ten thousand Doge per block, mm-hmm. which is something like four percent right now. Okay. So as more Doge get created, that percent gets lower and lower mm-hmm. because the percentage gets diluted. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and because of that, there's sort of this, there's this more, uh, there's more reason to spend it and less right. reason to hoard it. Okay. Which also couples with the fact that it's meant for transactional use. Mm-hmm. And then also one minute block times with, um, and, a lot of the Bitcoin Cash people were like, oh, well, Bitcoin doesn't have zero conf because they redid it with replaced by fee. Well, Dogecoin still has zero conf if they, if they want to use zero conf. What's for some the, I think I already, uh, uh, what's the deal with Litecoin and Dogecoin? Aren't they tied in together somehow? Yeah, so Dogecoin, uh, the way that Dogecoin is mined is it uses OxPow with Litecoin. Mm-hmm which as I understand it is using recycled hash hashes like waste hashes from Litecoin to mine Dogecoin. Interesting. Yeah. That blows my mind. I have no clue what you just said, but sounds really cool. Well, okay. Let me ask you this. What's your, what's next for sabotage beats? What, where do you see yourself in the next few years and, you know, down the road, 10 years from now, what, what, Whoa, you're going like way. Yeah. Into the what's your plan? What do you, what does are you anyone gonna, know 10 years? from well, now? Well, I mean, we all have goals, you know, like what, what we want to do. What do you, what do you want to do with the, in the future? Uh, so what I've been working on recently is, uh, learning a lot of AWS stuff. So getting uh, much more competent at, at AWS, which is like Amazon cloud computing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing that and then uh, trying to beef up my programming skills um, so that I have a really solid income regardless of whether cryptocurrency is doing good or not. Right. Um, and I posted, I posted recently a blog, uh, not a blog, but a, a poll mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter about like what's the best, uh, best use of three hundred dollars, and most people said investment, right? And the fewest people said education. Oh. Huh. Yeah, and, that doesn't surprise me on crypto Twitter. Yeah, yeah and like my thought was. Right. The, the, if I, I did the math, right? Okay, mm-hmm. if I had taken that $300 in 2015 at, at when Bitcoin was 250 mm-hmm. how much would that be if I put it into Bitcoin? 
Mm-hmm. How much would that be if I put it into uh, what the other, what the other things were? I can't even remember what they were off the top of my head. But the the key ones that stuck out were that Bitcoin. If I had put that three hundred dollars into Bitcoin, I would have something like seventy two hundred dollars right now because I would mm-hmm. have one point one point two Bitcoin. Right. Um, if I put that three hundred dollars into education, I could buy like online classes that would have taught me AWS Cloud, and that could have got me from let's say I was unemployed, which I was around that time mm-hmm. th- that could have got me from unemployed to 150k a year right. so which one of those is like more valuable right well yeah i mean education like you, you know you, you never stop learning you know and that's, well, that's sort of some a people though too they cliche, go straight but... into like they, they have loans you know right. they get all these yeah, you have to be classes. smart about it yeah you right. can't i mean you know that that's kind of like a broad statement because i know a lot of people off loans and then they're not doing anything without education right so right. maybe they picked the wrong field or something that they don't even like anymore or so it's it's you know it's hard to say i can see you know it's all perspective and also just yeah if you're how smart you're being about it yeah i mean like like you if you don't if if you don't have much money you can go and find discounted online classes or you know free there's like the the resources that I used are free or cheap to learn mm-hmm. Python. Right. I, I used, um, I got a book. It's called Automate the Boring Stuff with Python. I have it right next to me. Right. And it's all dirty and like crusty for me using it almost every day, you know? <laughs> right. And it, this book was $29.95. And it's called Automate the Boring Stuff with Python. Mm-hmm. But if you go online and go to automatetheboringstuffwithpython.com, it's free. Right, okay. right. And then if you go, um, if you live in San Francisco or in Sacramento, uh, in California, you go to the library and they give you a library card, right? Well, if you go on their library website, they have like a lynda.com portal. Lynda is like free web classes right? that normally cost $30, but you get them for free because you have a library card. Mm -hmm. And then... um, there's also this other uh, online class uh, site. It's called Plural Site, S-I-G-H-T. If you go on their Twitter and you search for Space Camp, they're giving away like this Space Camp membership to Plural Site, right. and that gives you all the main programming language. It's right. like C, C plus plus, like um, uh, JavaScript, uh, Python. PHP, like various ones, like these main right. ones, right? And you can get that for free just by going on their their thing and clicking on the pl- on the Plural Site Space Camp link. Mm-hmm. So it's like there is all these resources, and then there. Okay, so for example, there's another project called Django, D G A N G O, and what it is is a web web framework for Python. So if you if you build dynamic websites like web apps and stuff. You can right. do it with full with Python only by using Python with Django. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn Django, you could just go on the Django website and they've got tutorials all down the website. Yeah. That's so, probably actually a good experiment to do. Give someone $300 and see how they make the most money. Do they invest in education or invest in making their own business? You know, just something. I'm sure there's, yeah. Well, they've done, I've seen that where they, you know, actually like go to like a homeless person and, and uh, give them a certain amount of money. And I think they follow the people too. Yeah, obviously the person. 
I would like to do that. <laughs> well, give it to me. <laughs> I've I, given you well more than $300. I need, I need $300. And you haven't done shit with it, but buy toys. Okay. <laughs> 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 anyway, to answer your question about where I here is hoping to automate as much, uh, to automate as much stuff as possible for both for professional and for personal stuff to just right. get stuff out of the way. So that I can focus on living my life, and right. um, and the goal is that I will be, you know, financially independent and not worried about working for anyone, right? Not worried about about doing anything, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, doing what makes what, you happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, doing, that's a good yeah. goal. That's so, a perfect goal, huh? Uh, and you know, hopefully, I'll hit it sooner rather than later, and you know. Really, a lot of people in crypto, they don't understand what, um, like, uh, investments that aren't crypto. Mm -hmm. And I know I didn't really before I got into crypto. And crypto has kind of gotten me to a point where I'm, like, more looking to branch out into other, other, other ways of investment. Right. But another poll that I put up is, you know, if you buy something about, like, if you buy a house for this much and you uh, get this much a month for rent, is it a good investment? Mm-hmm. And almost everybody said no. And in reality, if you had done it, you would have gotten uh, at the end of the 30 years, which you didn't have to do any work. All you had to do was keep collecting the rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have gotten like $40,000 net positive plus a free house. Right. right. So it's like, well... I mean, yeah, it's probably a good investment, right? But most people didn't see that because they're just looking at tomorrow, you know? Exactly. So it's like you have to be less myopic about it and and like zoom out, like when in doubt, zoom out. I've seen that that yeah, phrase going I, around. I a think lot. that's important too. And that 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 also helps in life in general. Right. When you start hyper focusing on things. And I, I'm guilty of that. I was doing that today. I'm like, you know, what's my direction? What do I want to do? What are we going to do with our lives? You know, that kind of thing. You start hyper focusing. And if you don't zoom out and look at the big picture and say, well, hey, life is, is pretty freaking good. We've got um, our health. Uh, everything's, you know, fairly well. I mean, there's areas that needs mm-hmm. to be adjusted or changed. And we'd like to have different, do different things. But uh, I think zooming out is extremely important. And, well, just, and then when you do that, you can see those areas that need to be adjusted or changed. And then when you can make those adjustments from like a good mindset, rather than if you're just like, oh, what are we going to do? What are you yes. going to do? Then you're just running right. around in a circle. That and is not exactly, doing anything, you know? exactly what I told him. I'm, <clears throat> you can't do anything when you're in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah you, kind of. Right. And I think it, that. that's important. That's the, the point you just made of zooming out yes. like step step back and maybe sometimes you need to just change it up go um walk take a, a hike somewhere in the woods or uh, up a mountain or something and just get a different perspective um but um yeah man well listen um i really appreciate you coming on our show if, if you're listening to this podcast make sure you're following sabotage beats dogecoin millionaire and are you in fact a dogecoin millionaire sir we already went over that yeah yeah you are. You're whole, you've got one million Doge. <laughs> yeah, people. So people always ask me that, and my answer to them is usually, "Sure, but how much is a million Doge nowadays? Like three dollars?" Right. Okay. <laughs> Still, <though. laughs> you are. You are. So definitely. Well, thanks a lot for for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. We've. Uh, 
been yammering on for about an hour now and um I think I'm going to go outside and, and take my own advice and go for a You're hike. You're take his advice. Okay. Yeah. Is there something? Can I say some things to oh, the people yes. oh, that yes. are listening? Yes. yes. Please. Okay. Do. Okay. So don't leave your money on the exchange. Right. This is not. This is not financial They're advice, not. but it is financial advice. Don't leave your money on the exchange. Use uh, a hardware wallet and uh, use a mental stop loss where you will dump that shit if it goes underneath because. I did not for a long time. Uh, you can really get burned on some of these shit coins doing that. So use a mental stop loss so you can buy it back cheaper. Yes. Right, right. Yes. Okay, and that's right. that's my little PSA. The more you know. Oh, I, I love that. It. That's <laughs> awesome. Great. That was great advice, not advice. Well, listen, I hope I low, sell high. Yeah, I hope one day we uh, we meet in person, maybe at a DogeCon or something. Or cool Jamaica. Like that. Or Jamaica. Uh, Tam and I are doing like events now, so you're more. I mean, we'd love for you to come to one of our little uh, event things that we do. But uh, maybe one day we can all meet, um, you know, at one of these conventions and uh, decentralized dance party and dance oh, our yeah. butts off and. Yeah. Have a good that. time. That would be fantastic. And thanks again for coming on the show. I hope you have a rest of the you know good day for the rest of your day. And um, I'm sure we'll talk again in the future. And um, yeah, yeah, it was good talking to you. Beats. Definitely. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks. Yeah, man. All right. Well, thanks a lot. And we'll talk later. All right. Bye. Bye. Working my mouthpiece like a fresco dyke. Thank you for burning man, LSD. None of these things make you a real hippie. Dope beats on earth, that's all we need. In your third eyes where I plant the seed. Try love, goodwill, sustainability. Meditate on that motherfucker, please.